welcome everyone back to the Dairy Science Digest. And this month we're connecting with Dr. David Casper, a longtime dairy researcher that's focused on energy metabolism. And he's currently located in Illinois. The article that we're going to be featuring today is in press in the Journal of Dairy Science titled Supplementing Additional Cobalt as Cobalt Lactate and High Forage TMR Fed to Late Lactation Dairy Cows. David, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, my name is David Casper, and I'm a dairy nutritionist that's been in the industry for 30-some years, and just recently was received a fellow award from the American Society of Animal Science. Very good, and we're so happy to talk to you about your article that's actively in Journal of Dairy Science in press, and we're focused in on cobalt. Now, I haven't thought about cobalt in a long time. <laughs> could you could you start really kind of basic? What what is cobalt and what made you interested in researching it? So cobalt is what we call a trace mineral. It doesn't take a whole lot to be in the ration, but it is a required nutrient by the dairy cow. Typically, cobalt is the trace element that's incorporated into a compound called vitamin B12. And a deficiency of cobalt will actually cause a condition called pernicious anemia where animals really, they'll, they'll actually become emaciated. And so one of the key functions of vitamin B12 is, is in glucose metabolism or glucose synthesis in the uh, TCA cycle or tricarboxylic acid cycle, or also known as the Krebs cycle. Yes. So that's how the cow actually synthesizes glucose is, is by ferment starch in the ration to propionate. The propionate gets absorbed into the bloodstream, goes to the liver. The liver then takes that propionate and synthesizes glucose from that. But one of the key steps in there is vitamin B12, which cobalt is crucial to the, the utilization of propionate for glucose. So if you have no cobalt around, you're not going to have any glucose synthesis for the animal. Well, we just had a little biochemistry session there. And, yeah. and, and the bottom line is that dairy cow needs energy to make her milk. And uh, and these were late lactation cows, but they were still cranking out about 80 pounds of milk uh, with the assistance yeah. of, of Poslac. We had 24 late lactation Holsteins that were milked 3X, 10 of which were, were young animals and 14 were multi-paris. Could you could you tell me a little bit about what was the objective of this particular project? The objective actually was from some of my uh, consulting work over the years is um, when I was doing a lot of ration work for a previous company, I actually got looking at cobalt because cobalt's been shown to enhance fiber digestion in the rumen. And there's some good work out of the University of Minnesota demonstrating that. So because I was pushing high forage rations, increasing the amount of cobalt in the ration would make sense from a forage digestion standpoint. So by doing that in the field, um, I actually saw somewhere between two and four pounds of milk production response in the cows by doing that. And now at that time, that was using a product called cobalt carbonate, which is is a good source of cobalt, but its bioavailability to the animal is very low. It's about 4%. So that's about the cobalt carbonate, but tell us more about the cobalt lactate that you were testing. Why I got interested in the cobalt lactate then is, is that cobalt lactate is soluble in water, which means it's going to be a hundred percent bioavailable to the cow or to the rumen in the cow. 
And so theoretically, that gives you more cobalt available for the bugs to synthesize B12, as well as help digest the fiber in the rumen. Very good. And that's essentially what we saw in that trial. And so it was cobalt lactate that we were looking at and, and yes. we fed that into, into the grain mix at, yep. at, at an inclusion rate that was about, what was it? 50 milligrams, I think is, is what it was. Right. And uh, with the hope of, of increasing fiber digestibility. Yes. And, and I wonder, I know this was on a TMR based heard, uh, but could you maybe extrapolate and make some guesses? How about those that are on grazing dairies? Could you make any inferences on what might happen with, say, a high high rainfall event or um, a low cobalt in soils that could impact a grazing dairy? Well, the, the low cobalt in the soils will impact the cow's availability of the cobalt to help her meter requirement. So on a grazing dairy, the cobalt supplementation in the grain mix would still be beneficial from that standpoint because grass is still, while it can be very succulent with a high sugar content, you still have fiber in grass. And so uh, we want to increase that fiber digestibility because then the cow gets more energy and nutrients out of the grass. So whether it's a TMR herd like we did for the research study or it's a grazing herd, they're going to benefit, both are going to benefit from cobalt supplementation. The other thing I would say is, is as the grass gets more mature, you're going to see an even bigger benefit compared to, let's just say, a early spring flush grass, because those tend to be very digestible up around 90%. But as the grass matures, the digestibility goes down and therefore the cobalt is going to have a greater chance of improving the fiber digestion as the grass matures. So the cow will get more out of it. So you may have noticed that we actually did a sieve size on the manure from the cows. Yes. Yeah. Right. What we also did that's not in the paper is, is we, when we got those dried samples down, I took them with me to China and we actually put them under the electron microscope. Oh, what'd you find? Uh, we actually found uh, differences in how that plant cell wall was being digested out. Huh. And and we have a paper that just come out in Frontiers in Veterinary Science, Animal Nutrition and Metabolism. But we actually show in that paper what cobalt could do as far as improving the digestibility of the fiber and the cell components within that. Oh, wow. It was really some cool work. Absolutely. Yeah. But those scanning electron microscope graphs, they're actually published now. And oh. they're in color. Awesome. They're they're cool. In this particular project out in South Dakota, we didn't see a, an intake response or a milk response, uh, but, but you did see a response in rumen ammonia. Could you talk a little bit about how you collected that sample and, and what <laughs> and, and perhaps what, what does that have to do with production? Talk us through that. Okay, so how we did that is, is we actually put a tube down the cow's throat. And then we have a pump on the end of it. And on the other end of the tube that goes down the cow's throat is a strainer. And so what we're actually doing is, is we're going into the rumen and then we're pumping out some of the rumen fluid. And that way we can measure what we call the VFA or the volatile fatty acid concentrations along with the ammonia. So that's the how you got the rumen fluids. But tell us about what the decrease of ammonia actually means for the production dairy cow. 
the decrease in rumen pneumonia is actually correlated with an increase in microbial protein synthesis. I see. Okay, so here's where the connection comes in is if we enhance fiber digestion, the bugs should theoretically grow faster or grow more of them. They're actually going to capture that ammonia to use with the carbon fragments to make microbial protein, which then will flow on down the intestinal tract and be absorbed by the cow. Yep. And those, though, that's actually helping to meet the amino acid requirements for milk production. That bovine is such a fabulous beast. And, and those microbial protein have the exact building blocks that she needs to absorb in, in that hindgut. So that's really fascinating to understand that the lower ammonia is correlated to the higher microbial protein presence in the, in the room. And that's, that's fascinating. What about, yeah. what about the molar acetate? When you have a greater concentration due to the colac treatment, what do you assess that to? Okay, so I've been mentioning the increase in fiber digestion. So when we digest fiber in the cow's rumen, it will go to acetate, or that's the VFA that gets produced from fiber digestion. In contrast, we talked a little bit earlier about propionate and how that goes to glucose, but the source of propionate in the cow's rumen is actually cornstarch mm -hmm. or any starch type ingredient, whether it's wheat, barley, corn, et cetera, corn silage. So as we play around with the different components in the ration, we can actually influence the volatile fatty acid concentrations in the rumen that then can manipulate milk composition. But coming back to what the cobalt's doing is by enhancing fiber digestion, we get more acetate, which then the cow can use as an energy source, or she can use it to make milk fat because Fabulous. acetate is the building block for milk fat in the mammary gland. Absolutely perfect. And, and we know that those components are, are really driving the marketplace right now and, and helping pay the bills. So yeah. if you were to change the design of this, of this project at all, to hopefully shake out a few pounds difference in the milk, how, how would you design this differently going forward? What would be the next step of research? I would go to what we would call early lactation dairy cows. So I would let the cows calve, get started on a good post-fresh calving program. The third week into lactation, I would record their production and then I would switch them to a representative treatment with say additional cobalt in it. And then I would follow them through peak lactation yep. because the enhancement and fiber digestion at that point is either going to drive milk production or is going to help with milk composition or ultimately it can even help with repro. Sure. Keeping her healthy and, and on yep. feed is the name of the game. And just getting those extra pounds of incremental increase turns into a, a healthier animal. Yeah, that yep. would be really interesting to, to track that. Let's see. So my, my favorite question to ask every researcher is, you know, you've got the ears of, of these dairy producers. What, what would be the one thing, if you could consolidate this project down, what would be the one thing that you would tell to the boots on the ground guys? That putting additional cobalt in a ration above the NRC requirement is going to enhance fiber digestion, which then with the cow has that additional energy, she's going to decide what to do with it. Very good. Very good. Yeah, that's the way I put it. Yep. So when margins are so tight in dairy cattle rations, I always hesitate recommending adding anything, honestly. But what what's your thought on the cost to benefit 
comparison for cobalt? I was just going to state the the additional cost for the cobalt is actually very economical. I don't want to say miscule, but the, we're not talking about huge pennies here to increase the cobalt level in a ration. Right. It's actually going to be tenths of a cent. Right, right. And making sure that that uh, TMR is mixed well and you've got a carrier and, and all of that is balanced out. Work closely with your nutritionist, but it sounds like there could be an opportunity for adding cobalt, an essential trace nutrient, to your ration to ensure the success of, of your dairy herd. Well, Dr. Casper, this has been very informative, and I really want to thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. And listeners, I, I applaud you for taking time out of your day to learn about cobalt, the essential trace element for your dairy herd. I've enjoyed our conversation, and this has been the August edition of Dairy Science Digest, which is a monthly podcast project designed to bring the Journal of Dairy Science straight to your ears. We highlight peer-reviewed research articles that are actively impressed sound science to base your management decisions around provided by your University of Missouri Dairy Team. So please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to get future editions straight to your cell phone. If you've listened in before and you happen to notice the improved quality of recording, it's due to the generous donation of a Dairy Science Digest podcast supporter. If you'd like this podcast program and you'd like to consider supporting, please reach out via email at reagan at this is Reagan Bluell with the Dairy Science Digest, and thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. <music>